sisters, about a week and a half ago, there was kind of a bizarre and interesting story on the news that got a lot of airtime. A story capturing a pivotal moment in the life of a 90-year-old man, a famous actor, William Shatner, who played Captain James Tiberius Kirk on the original groundbreaking science fiction TV series, Star Trek. At 90 years of age, William Shatner got to literally blast off in a rocket and go to outer space for just a few minutes. Here's Captain Kirk again, boldly going where no one has gone before. Well, maybe, you know, a lot of men and women have gone before, but still cool nonetheless. William Shatner, he's, he's the oldest person now who have, who have done this, gone into space. Again, 90 years of age, going to the great beyond on a spacecraft, and then not too long after, landing back on Earth and expressing his emotion to the man who made it all happen, Jeff Bezos, billionaire founder of Amazon and Blue Origin. Quite the publicity stunt <laughs> and, and delightful moment. And the aftermath, aftermath is quite uh, something to watch. William Shatner, who spent a large part of, a, of his life pretending he was in space, now he's been into outer space, and he's flooded with this emotion. And this is what he said when he landed, tearfully saying to Mr. Bezos, he said, what you have given me is the most profound experience that I can imagine. It's extraordinary, he said. I hope I never recover from this. I hope I can maintain what I feel now, and I don't want to lose it, said William Shatner after this once-in-a-lifetime experience. He desires this to last. And I mean, after hearing this, who would not want to go to space, right? By a show of hands here, who would not want to go to space here? But, okay, a lot of hands down, okay. We're going, okay? Missionaries to Mars. I'm with you, okay? Okay, so we come back to this very charismatic Captain Kirk, 90-year-old William Shatner, experiencing something very profound, and he did so by embarking on this adventure. He went on this exterior adventure that led him all the way to outer space. Great. I love exterior adventures. Go on places. And we're made. We're made for adventure. We are made for relationship, and we're made for adventure. And now what if you combine the two, relationship and adventure? And we're not talking about with Jeff Bezos, and we're not talking about entering into outer space, but something so much greater, and with someone infinitely more profound. I'm talking about that ultimate relationship and interior adventure. And this is, in a nutshell, the description of the mystical life, the contemplative life, the Christian life of encountering God and then deepening our relationship with God. And the depths are unfathomable. And it's for everybody, absolutely everybody. Right now, if you want to go to outer space, you've got to either be working for NASA or good friends with Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, or if you're a citizen, you got to have about half a million dollars or more. And what God offers to us, 
we know is completely free. And what if, brothers and sisters, what if that which he is offering us is a million times better than in the, any outer space experience that produced William Shatner's ecstatic reaction when he landed back on Earth? What if it's a million times better? And we're encouraged again to put this to the test, no matter who we are, no matter what our background is, to boldly test this out, just like the blind man we meet in our gospel today. In our gospel, we find this poor man, this courageous figure who boldly and demandingly encounters Jesus. His name is Bartimaeus. He's a blind beggar. But you know, even though his physical ability to see had been lost, his heart was not blind. Bartimaeus was anything but ignorant or insensitive. With the eyes of faith, he recognized. He recognized that his personal savior and good shepherd was in his midst. And Bartimaeus, he chases after this encounter. And Bartimaeus, he doesn't hesitate to demand, to forcefully demand a good that would beautifully conform to his own God-given dignity. Now let's enter into the scene again. We find Jesus on his way to Jerusalem, passing through this ancient town of Jericho. And here's this other guy on the side of the road, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. He was someone that the citizens of Jericho and that countless passers-by rejected, ignored, turning a blind eye to this beggar who lacked the sense of sight, this poor man. And Bartimaeus, he wasn't always blind. He came from a family of means. He once experienced a comfortable life. He once had the ability to see with his eyes. And then after a series of unfortunate events, perhaps events that he brought on himself, perhaps events that he didn't have any control over, however his personal history unfolded, Bartimaeus eventually finds himself at the very bottom of the social ladder. And yes, this man, Bartimaeus, was struggling every day to survive. Every single day was a real challenge for him. But these challenges never broke his spirit. Trial after trial, they didn't water down his spirit. They actually refined his virtues. And the lot in life that Bartimaeus found himself in, no doubt it was difficult, but his hope in the Messiah who was to come, his hope was incorruptible. Bartimaeus knew very well the prophecies that we find in our Old Testament. Bartimaeus probably knew key sections of the book of the prophet Jeremiah off by heart, such as the passage we heard in our first reading today. And I repeat, see, I'm going to bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the farthest part of the earth. Among them, those who are blind and those who are lame. Together, a great company. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them. I will let them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel. This is, this is a slice of the good news from the prophets of old. And Bartimaeus not only knew it well, he was locked into this forward-looking gospel, this forward-looking good news. And yes, with his eyes of faith, he sensed when his Messiah was near, and he chases after him. 
with reckless abandon. He demands mercy. Bartimaeus knows deep down that he, just like everybody, was not created for the darkness, physical or moral darkness. And he knew deep down that his very low status, that the community that others were projecting onto him, didn't define his core identity. Yes, he lacked the sense of sight, but his faith abounded as a beloved son of the Father. And he heard of this Jesus guy who was doing marvelous things and speaking with this divine authority all over Judea and Samaria and Galilee. And so when Jesus passes through Jericho, Bartimaeus takes full advantage of this opportunity of a lifetime. Not about going to outer space, it's about encountering the way, the truth, and the life in the flesh. And he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And when others told him just to quiet down, no, he didn't cower in the face of their belittling expectations. He repeated, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Let me see again. And Bartimaeus, he wasn't just yearning for his sight to be restored. What he was after was the, the fullness of life. And he knew that Jesus was the only one who can offer it. Bartimaeus wasn't shackled by societal expectations. He sensed that the object of his greatest desire was near, and he, he chased it. He ravenously demanded mercy, and then he boldly, openly received what the divine physician had to offer. So Bartimaeus, yes, he received his sight back again, thanks to the exercising of his faith. But that's not the end. And what do we hear next? What, how does Bartimaeus' story conclude? We hear that he followed Jesus. He faithfully followed the Good Shepherd. Bartimaeus knew that the life God offers isn't relegated to one isolated moment. Now, yes, a single encounter can be extremely powerful. But what our Lord offers Bartimaeus, just like he offers Every last one of us is something lasting and ever augmenting. This covenantal relationship and an adventure that leads straight to heaven. Straight to heaven. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI commented on this. He said, Bartimaeus regains the light he had lost and with it the fullness of his dignity. He gets back onto his feet and resumes the journey from that moment has a guide, Jesus, and a path, the same that Jesus is traveling, says Pope Benedict. And yes, friends, Bartimaeus, he demanded, he received, and he followed. This is what lived discipleship looks like. And we all have the potential of following that same life-giving path. Brothers and sisters, today, you know, at this Eucharist, and as we go about our week, let us be so bold as to demand something good from our Lord. And not just to demand, but to demand, to receive and to follow. To demand, to receive, and to follow. To follow our Lord deeper and deeper into this life-giving relationship that we are made for. Our Lady of Perpetual Help, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us.